Alright guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast and by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me as always, my co-host Dylan Rankin. And uh, Dylan, pretty quiet uh, week in the world of the NFL. Not much happening at all. And uh, yeah, I'd say one of those things where it's, you know, let's say if you're someone who goes on vacation, right, last week. Let's say you just decided to take a vacation. You're like, I'm just going to unplug. I'm not really going to follow anything. And let's say you just, okay, you see nothing that happened this week. And then you go into August. In the start of the NFL season, you're like, all right, let's roll these teams out there. Um, and you see Deshaun Watson on the Browns. You see probably Matt Ryan on the Colts. You see Devontae Adams on the Raiders. Uh, and on and on and on. It's I mean, quite a quite a rude awakening, I think, for those people. It's so. been just a crazy week in sports. Between this and MLB coming back, the free agency stuff there, the, the NCAA tournament and all the March Madness stuff. I mean, it's just been... A whirlwind it's hard to keep up with everything let alone uh the nfl side but yeah tons of player movement um a lot of surprising uh situations von miller to the bills didn't expectly see him getting that six-year contract he did but yeah obviously the, the headlines right now deshaun watson um it, you know not insanely surprised he ended up cho- choosing the browns uh, you know from the browns point of view a, a team that maybe you could have argued still had another year to see what was going to go on with mayfield let alone all the uh, other issues with potentially bringing in a guy like Deshaun, what that means for a fan base, what that means for the organization and how they're going to have to, that's for some people earn their uh, trust and faith back. I know they're, I wouldn't blame some fans for questioning this move from a moral point of view. And um, even if no criminal charges have been uh, filed so far against Deshaun, still some uh, pending civil cases and a lot of a lot of allegations. So it's definitely a tough situation there. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's going to be like you said. It's just been a wild, wild week and a whole different NFL. I mean, the Devonte Adams thing that was like a Raider fan like pipe dream, just being like, oh, they're you know Derek and him are good friends from Fresno State and all the stuff. But that that one happened and it was like everyone on it was like Twitter just had a meltdown. And people were not you know we knew Deshaun at some point was going to pick one of these teams, whether it be the Saints and Falcons. Or it seemed at one point that he narrowed it down to just those two and eliminated the Browns before they got back into it. But the Devonte thing, it was like you know even this was even though this was apparently simmering behind the scenes. Um, from a fan point of view, it seemed like once Aaron came back and they had the tag, either they're going to figure out a contract for Devontae and Green Bay or at least he'd play this year. So obviously that wasn't the case. Um, and now, yeah, like you said, it's just a whole different – I mean, just so much movement. We've it, it feels like for years we've talked about how free agency in the NBA and some other sports was a little more exciting than the NFL. But, I mean, it's just progressed the last couple of years. We've had a lot of movement, and now this year it's like – just exploding and we're not even done i mean like you like you mentioned today by the time uh, you guys listen to this tomorrow great chance that matt ryan's gonna be the colts quarterback just i mean he's been there for over uh, over a decade in atlanta and the face of that franchise just just huge huge moves happening and it's just crazy to to think about um all the changing faces and icons that are going to be playing on different teams it feels like we're playing madden right now well, it looks like one just became official. Matt Ryan to the Colts is officially official. So there you go. no surprise on that. Um, I think it's uh, – I mean, look, we'll get into the Deshaun. Let's just go with Matt Ryan. This just happened. I mean, we were going to talk about this anyways. But, I mean, I think Atlanta gets a third-round pick, mm-hmm. it looks like. Um, <laughs> just wild. Like, it is really just wild to think of. Because I think at one point we thought Deshaun Watson would be a Falcon. Like, I think there was yep. a really people strongly leaning that way and – now he's headed to Cleveland, Matt Ryan to the Colts. I mean, look, I think for the Colts, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't, I don't hate this for the Colts no. at all. Um, I think this is actually 
I mean, I think it's an upgrade. <laughs> I mean, real, realistically, like mm-hmm. I, I think it's an upgrade from where they were last year. And, and if it was going to be the whole Baker Mayfield thing, I still think it's an upgrade. So I actually think this works out okay. It's not a long-term solution, but for right now, I think it works out okay for the Colts. Yeah, we've seen what Matt Ryan in his career can do when he has a, a solid protection and a, and a strong running game. He hasn't had it many years, but he did uh, for a couple there when uh, obviously Kyle Shanahan being their help. But we as we've talked about there's a lot of faith in this Colts coaching staff and what they've been able to do and Frank Reich and 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 in particular so yeah I think this works out great honestly probably for both sides as much as the Falcons kind of uh probably didn't want to yeah after striking out on Deshaun Watson like you said it seemed like I think that internal belief was the the line used at some point to uh, uh trade for him it didn't happen but I think if you're not gonna get a, a guy of his caliber if we're uh, obviously again it's hard to think about these things without taking into account what's the all the things off the field still going on with Deshaun but outside that yeah if you're not going to get a quarterback of that caliber I think Atlanta had to it made sense to make this move even if you know financially with the dead cap hit I think it's pretty substantial um it still felt like it was time because this team otherwise was kind of going to be stuck in this middle ground. Like we talked about last year, they had a decent record, but they were beating bad teams, getting blown out by even solid teams and really losing to bad te- or really good teams. So, I mean, yeah, they, it was, I think it just for the best for them, they need to retool and um, they've got some good pieces uh, lately, but I think, yeah, um, uh, you know, Matt Ryan probably wasn't going to, be all that young by the time those uh new foundational guys kind of uh come to fruition and even more that they're going to probably have to pick up in the drafts over the next couple of years so made sense third round pick not terrible it makes me doubt a little bit the uh that was it the claim from john lynch that he has currently an offer for two second round picks for jimmy garoppolo i i know jimmy's yeah. a lot younger than matt ryan but man that seems a little unlikely but yeah for from the falcons point of view i don't hate this um i think you do need a to be real with where you're at and uh, eventually find your younger quarterback of the future or at least get to a place where you have a solid roster that then could be the team that trades for a guy like matt ryan and yeah for the colts it makes all the sense in the world that like you said maybe it's not the long-term fix but that's kind of where they've been and it's better to at least put a guy in there that we've seen at times flashes uh, ability and i know he didn't have his uh, best season obviously even with uh, the players around him he's still ranked uh, kind of lower on his uh, trajectory and dyar uh, which is supposed to take into account from football outsiders your teammates and the uh, circumstances you're in he's still ranked kind of lower at 19th um, but i you know just anecdotally i you, you feel like he has more in him you feel like there's still something there and i think this will be rejuvenating we've seen not not to put this on the level of uh, what happened with stafford last year at the rams but um, I still think there's some level of, of Matt Ryan having this juice of being like, I'm on a contender again after the last couple of years of not feeling like much was, even when they were beating teams, you know, getting those rivalry wins against the Saints. They, other than that, uh, not a lot of uh, good stuff happening for Atlanta the last couple of years. So a trade that um, I think from both sides actually makes a, a solid deal of sense. All right, Deshaun Watson. Uh, that's the big one, as we said. There was a lot of questions wondering what was next for him and Quite honestly, whether he would play again and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, um, we had no idea. We, we as we said, we, there was no way we could know the answers to that. Um, but now he's with the Browns. Um, I mean, clearly, from a, a quarterback standpoint, mm-hmm. it's an upgrade. Um, Huge. You know, again, there's there's a lot of other stuff that comes along with it. And oh, by the way, it looks like there was a report out there too that looks like uh, Marcus Mariota head of the Falcons so yes not that would not be surprising to see him um back there with Arthur Smith so uh hey maybe he gets another shot he's still young so 
Um, anyways, back to the Browns. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, look, if you if you've moved past everything else and you and you and you looked into this and think there's nothing you know else out there, then I mean, it's just again. I mean, if you're just looking at it football standpoint, like it's clearly mm-hmm. something that the Browns. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, from a football point of view, uh, you know, going back to 2020 when the Texans, I think, went something like four and twelve, but uh, despite that, Deshaun was fabulous. He finished fifth in the same DYR stat, only behind Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, and Josh Allen. I mean, he was elite. He was one of the most dynamic, uh, best young quarterbacks in the NFL, even with the situation and even before all this happened. Obviously, uh, all the things at least came out you you had the trade demand from him and uh, you know to the texans credit i guess you could say uh to be able to withstand that to wait out kind of that time period of you know if they tried to trade him uh, before the the results of the at least the criminal case had come out um they probably wouldn't have got this much in a a trade package back but to get three first rounders I believe a third rounder, then some uh, swap with uh, middle of the round later picks. Um, not not a bad compensation for a team that you know really does need. As we talked about last year, we were surprised with honestly how uh, well they played at times, but they had kind of just signed some short term deals with veterans that had more juice than teams were other teams were willing to pay them. I think with uh, now at this point, there's only so many foundational pieces that Houston has. I know they they do like Davis Mills. Will probably give them some more run here, um, and their offensive line by the end of it wasn't as bad as it looked like going into the year their defense wasn't as bad again but still that was relying on guys that aren't necessarily going to be there long term so yeah to get three first round picks i mean it's uh as about as good as they could hope for and then for the browns yeah i mean they for uh obviously as you said just football wise deshaun does a lot of things that baker cannot do um in terms of uh you know extending broken plays and there's a lot of things i'm sure Stefanski's going to want to have in structure but to have that ability to uh, when it's not there to still not take negative plays as they've so often does not not missing some of those um check downs when you should take them or oh, sometimes going too quickly to them i i get it from their point of view i'm uh at the same time i don't you know i, I know that baker at times played pretty well before his injury the last couple of years and the shoulder injury seemed to really hamper him so uh, excited eventually to see where he ends up and see how he responds and hopefully he's fully healthy going into next year but yeah now that it's just the consolidation of power in this afc we talked about i think debo samuel had a this is after the uh, Devonte adams trade um had a quote uh, or just tweeted in a conference getting easier and easier by the day it just feels like <laughs> i know that deshaun was already in the afc and but now you have matt ryan going to the afc it's just all these teams that are loading up especially with the, the best uh, young quarterbacks in the league are basically all over there at this at this point in time until we see guys like a uh, trey lance potentially take off we'll find out there i thought just going off Mariota or mario did real quick um yeah with atlanta i think that could be a good spot for him i was intrigued i forget who it was that talked about the idea of if once garoppolo if and when garoppolo is traded the idea of Mar- mariota kind of being the the stopgap quarterback if trey lance isn't quite ready to given what he could do in a shanahan scheme and that kind of stuff i thought that could have been a good fit for marcus but obviously the chance to start and be the full-time guy in atlanta would take uh, precedent even with um some of the things they still need to work out there but yeah uh man a lot of movement here and but cleveland i I feel like with the roster they've had and where you feel like they could be if they stay healthy i mean uh, the browns are definitely should have high expectations for themselves should at the very uh, bar uh, you know at the minimum should look at themselves as a playoff team um now and it would be a real disappointment uh well i guess we will see though it's still pending that um there'll be some sort of suspension 
for uh, Deshaun here. I know a lot has been a lot of criticism has been given to the Browns also about the structuring of the contract and how it kind of limits the ability for uh, fines uh, towards Deshaun. But uh, in terms of at least games lost, that could be an impact on the on the postseason race. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that end. But uh, from a, if he's on the field, man, the Browns look pretty good. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, looks looks nice. And obviously, as we said, Steelers are kind of certainly um, have their own questions. Uh, and then, you know, it's just – it's a, AFC is wild now. Yeah. Just said. I mean, it's just – my goodness, man, it is nuts to look around and, and kind of see that. So, um, yeah, I mean, and again, it's not just quarterbacks, right? Because Devontae Adams is now with the, the yeah. Raiders, like you said. It's just – man, it's – you take someone like him now, you put him on the Raiders. I mean, again, we talked about the AFC West and just how nuts it is. Um, at this point but that just adds another dimension to to the AFC and specifically the AFC West uh yeah the offense was already really strong and you know we kept talking about throughout the years like they're 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 having one of the higher passing offenses better passing offenses in the league with maybe not the greatest uh bunch of receivers even if you know taking into account that Hunter Renfro took his game to another level and has become one of the best uh slot receivers and route runners even arguably uh in the league at least in the top 10 or so so in terms of route running so um obviously and that's with Waller being out for a large portion of last year so you think about adding in a guy like Devontae Adams on the outside and that the element is just not there before um obviously different coaching staff and what McDaniels will be able to do and uh, this team it's going to be a lot of fun obviously some chemistry already probably still I wouldn't doubt it being still there from all the time they spent together at Fresno State uh with with Carr and Adams and uh it's going to be a lot of fun they also signed Chandler Jones I mean they've you, you think about that with him on one end and Max Crosby on the other I some things they still need to figure out um in the secondary that they have tried to address and are starting to but yeah it's just like gosh that, that division in uh, in particular um like, it's just ridiculous some of the denver obviously ended up getting randy gregory even though they don't get vaughn as we as i mentioned at the top going to buffalo but so just ridiculous the, the amount of talent that these uh teams are amassing and in, uh, in the conference but that division in particular it's like every one of these games I mean, we already talked about how Derek carr being arguably the worst quarterback in the division is ridiculous like he's really good like he's a solid like you know wherever you want to rank him among the quarterbacks i thought Derek had a great season and was you know for, for some of the things that did go right for them uh last year i think he also contributed a lot to where they ended up going but yeah it's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun there and one team in that division i'd, I'd argue uh, one of the biggest winners of free agency despite all these the movement of denver and and uh, the raiders is probably the chargers with some of the signings they have uh, made to really shore up that defense and obviously being able to maintain um mike williams but to bring in jc jackson to feel like they have that number one guy to bring in sebastian joseph day from the rams that fits the scheme perfectly that staley had and he thrived in it with the rams and he's a great two gap interior defensive lineman that is going to just really change uh how teams are able to attack them in the run game so i think you look at what they they signed gerald everett who i still think has a a lot of receiving ability and capability that could be utilized there i don't know it's just like yeah they were a team that was kind of waiting for some a few additions to make them formidable and uh, now with those things happening it's like all four of these teams have to feel pretty good about where they are and um, but Devonte, I mean, we'll, I, we'll, you know, I, I think he's still going to put up there's some level of how much his his success can be attributed to uh, Aaron Rodgers and how much to himself. I think he's just a ridiculous quarterback. I think or uh, receiver. I think the reason you see the success they had is just the combination of the two guys being at such an elite level. But Devonte's catch radius is ridiculous. His route running, I mean, he's a technician. Probably 
I mean, I, I think may, if he was either the first, second, first, second, third, one of the best route runners for sure in the league. Um, to, so, I mean, they, there's the talent on these all four of these teams, like you're mentioning. It's a uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it's going to be tough to. I don't wonder how many games are going to stick in the prime time of these AFC West matchups as many as they can. I hope because uh, I'm going to want to focus on all of them. It's it's usually don't have the conference where it feels like every game between all four teams uh, is must watch TV, but that's where we're at. Yeah, no, it is uh, for sure. I mean, it's just it's wild to think about because, like you said, I mean, it just it's going to make it a lot harder because I feel like like in recent years it's just by default we've said all right the Chiefs are going to be yep. You know, Chiefs are going to have a chance, and who who's going to challenge the Chiefs? Well, now there's a lot of possible, um, you know, scenarios here mm-hmm. where a lot of teams could could challenge them. And again, I mean, it's like their own division, right? Like you could make <laughs> the case that they're. I mean, you know, again, it's depending on how you want to to look at it. But like, you can make the case that they are fighting for their own division at this point, um, just yeah. based on what the other teams have done. So. It is. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's a lot of moves out there. And did we did we talk about the Amari Cooper? I don't know if we remember. We did we bring up that with the Browns either? I don't. I know if we think talked about that potentially, but yeah, that might have fallen we, right after we uh, recorded our yeah, last one. Maybe we did. So that's another one with the Browns. I think you probably mentioned it when we were talking about it, but I, I don't. I couldn't remember if we went into that uh, in detail. That was an interesting one. So again, that's another AFC sort of situation. Um, you know, kind of looking at some of these other teams, I mean, let's be honest, the Texans are going to be kind of where they are, uh, I think, at this point. I mean, the, the Jags, the, the Jaguars have been oh making gosh. some moves. They, they are signing everyone in sight. Uh, I don't know if sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing, but what about the Jaguars? They're just going out and bringing in every player in, in modern history, I think. Um, they are clearly spending some money. I don't know what it's going to turn into, but what have they've got? Uh, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Uh, Brandon Scherf's in there. Who else? There's somebody else I'm forgetting in that group. They got they signed um, Darius Williams. Yeah, you mentioned Brandon Scherf. They they brought in, uh, yeah, obviously Christian Kirk, Foley, Fadikasi, the the defensive tackle. I mean, they've, yeah, man. it's. I I wouldn't say yeah. I mean, sometimes the teams that go the most uh, insane in free agency aren't the teams that end up. Uh, performing insanely well in the regular season yeah even like the Chiefs we're talking about now in their division it's it becomes tough but at the same time sometimes these quieter teams I mean there's a reason at times they they feel good about where they are and I still think the Chiefs are at the end of the day the team to beat there but yeah with the Jaguars oh my gosh it's gonna be interesting um man it's uh they've gotten a lot of memes a lot of jokes uh, poked at them for the money they've handed out especially to their new receiving corps site I don't blame people for that. I, I do tend to think that, you know, for the money they're paying um, these guys, it's not going to be necessarily the strongest group. I mean, like where I don't even know where I'd, I'd rank um, them currently. It's probably pretty middle of the pack yeah. kind of stuff um, uh, at this point. Um, I mean, Zay Jones, solid, but like, I don't know, man. Like Christian Kirk, I, for that dollar figure, I mean, we'll see. Um, hopefully he ends up, I think his potential is definitely there. I, I don't think Arizona at times, just based on some of the personnel they had, it was harder to utilize him to the fullest extent. But that's a lot of trust and a lot of guaranteed money. I think that's been kind of another thing people are – I mean, the, the thing is that is where the Jaguars are um, at this point. They're going to have to probably give uh, pay above the, the sticker price because otherwise Freedance, if they're comparing two similar offers from Jacksonville and – uh, the organization that's been in better shape, they're probably going to pick the other one. So I, yeah, um, 
I don't know. I I still have a lot of questions about where the Jaguars are. A lot of those will be alleviated by the play of uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day. Even if these free agency signings don't pan out, I think the more important thing is what Doug Peterson is able to do in helping erase some of the some of the questionable uh, things that happened during the Urban Meyer tenure. You probably saw some on social media yeah. some of the stuff from that recent athletic mm-hmm. article um, about. Uh, Urban Meyer, not just uh, the idea of him not knowing about some of the best players in the league like Debo Samuel and Aaron uh, Aaron Donald before facing Mm -hmm. those teams, but also some of the things he uh, reportedly saying to uh, Trevor Lawrence about uh, some of their uh, receivers at the time. I mean, just kind of weird stuff. And yeah, um, I I think just I think that Trevor Lawrence is a has a great head on his shoulders. I think, you know, some other guys might not have uh, handled that situation as well and with the level of class that he really did, in my opinion, at least. Um, and I'm excited to see for his sake what they're still going to do with this year. And, and I'm sure some of these guys will be productive. I just don't know from a value point of view if you can look at this and be like, man, these these are all A-plus signings. There's a lot of, I mean, at this point, uh, anywhere you look, uh, not a ton of praise for Jacksonville for, you know, you know, spending the money. That's great. But how they spent it, um, yeah, a little bit of a question. And this this ties back into them at times at, at appearing that they were going to get rid of Trent Baalke. Uh Fans literally chanting and, uh, you know, wearing those clown uh, uh, outfits for the for the owner, <laughs> Shad Khan. And uh, uh, now he's still there, and it just – I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's it's. Um, it, we'll, we'll have to wait and see until the season comes. But uh, yeah, um, we've we've seen some signings too, like the Brandon Scherf signing. I I think that was a solid one uh, for what they need, and you need to try to protect your your franchise cornerstone potentially there, Trevor Lawrence. But we have seen some of these big stickets, uh, big uh, big signings on the offensive line, free agent market. I think of Nate Solder with the the Giants that really did not pan out in recent history. Hopefully, that's not the case for Scherf. But it, you know, it's sometimes it's less about these guys and sometimes uh, and also more about where they go. I think there's uh, the hopefully this new revamped coaching staff. It really that's going to be at the end of the day if, if they're able to make this work with some of these guys, it's going to fall on them because. Um, sometimes we've seen guys that go to, to places in bad situations and it just doesn't pan out that well. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. So it's different just spending money to spend money, which we knew the Jags were not mm-hmm. going to turn things around that quickly anyways. But um, that is an interesting off-season uh, note there. I mean, again, like at this point, I'm like, there's so much going on right now and there's just so many different, um, you know, possibilities in terms of what's going to happen with some of these teams and where things kind of wind up but um you know robert woods that's another one like that's an interesting you know, oh, for yeah. the titans i think that's an interesting one because i mean look i still think everything's going to come back to ryan Tannehill for them um but you know adding a player like robert woods which who you're familiar with i mean i think that oh, yeah. that makes sense for a team that's obviously you know the Julio experiment, as we said, just did not work out. And um, but you know, adding Robert Woods alongside AJ Brown too, that's a that's a nice um, a nice setup for the Titans, I think at least. Yeah, it allows them to be a lot more uh, versatile in terms of their uh, formations. They're a team that we've seen go really heavy with tight ends in recent years, and the uh, 
kind of the the point of what Sean McVay built and why Woods was such a big part of um, that organization in, in 2017 when he first came in at the same time as Sean McVay and overhauling things is the illusion of complexities, the, the, the term that they always use in terms of being able to have 11 personnel but play like a, a team with power personnel. And Robert Woods is as good of a run blocker as a receiver as you're going to find in the league. And I think Titans fans will find that out pretty quickly. I think it's going to allow the Titans to have – heavier receiver sets that still are going to end up becoming uh, run plays and with uh, what Derrick Henry hopefully can do coming off an injury I you know didn't look fantastic in that playoff game at a lot it just took so much to get to that point we saw the same thing with a guy like Cam Akers all the hard work to get back from his injury and he didn't look like uh, his previous self so I, I think yeah ha- being able to add him for a six-round pick the reason that happens obviously is the contract and after the Rams bring in Allen Robinson which I think does give their offense in a, um, a different kind of uh, um, ability that they haven't had um, in the last few years. And I think he fits more into maybe some of the things that Stafford did well in Detroit that they're going to want to unlock um, with with uh, receivers like Kenny Galladay and bigger, bigger uh, strong outside receivers that he can throw up to. We even saw early in the this past season that Robert Woods wasn't getting the, having the same kind of production with, with Stafford as he had in previous years uh, with Goff and McVay. Um, he had uh, after he, they talked to uh, Coach McVay about it. He had his biggest game against Seattle. Um, still, though, you know maybe it just things kind of changed with how they were able to operate with with Stafford. And um, I still think you know Robert Woods is yeah. Rams fans were pretty uh, devastated by that news just because of what he meant to you know going from being so crappy for so many years to really uh, setting the standard there in 2017. He's been such a huge part. You see the emotion on the field when they win this uh, NFC title game and Cooper Cup and him are hugging and telling each other how much they love each other and all the time they've spent together. They're both guys that are really unselfish, that buy into the idea of that we, not me moniker. And he's the ultimate uh, we, not me guy in terms of how much he sells out um, not just blocking, but he, he talked about a guy that goes over the middle of the field with no fear, catching passes and running guys over. And he's not like the biggest dude. I think, yeah, Titans fans, yeah, even for that price tag, I think you're, they're going to really love him. Um, and he's going to complement uh, the things that A.J. Brown does well. And it's going to make their personnel groups more versatile. And I think ultimately, yeah, Tennessee's got to feel really good about this, even with the Colts uh, obviously trading for um matt ryan i think uh, not just robert but in in terms of where tennessee is overall still got to feel pretty good about where the titans are obviously being able to keep harold landry also a very important factor it it looked like you know when they didn't tag him that might not be the case but they're able to agree on a deal i think um this team is still in really good shape um and hopefully Tannehill um plays a little bit better in the postseason that's all i'll say on that one (laughs) titans by the way also in the afc in case you're not aware so uh, the afc is just Boy, it's uh, it's interesting. So, yeah. uh, man, I mean, there's just again, we could go through a ton more stuff. I mean, it's just going to continue at this point. I mean, I don't know how many more huge dominoes I guess there are to fall necessarily. As we, I mean, really, you could play a trivia game with the quarterbacks right now, and there would be some knowledgeable fans who may not get it right on some of these guys <laughs> and knowing where they're going to be next season. When you really think about that, um, it's pretty incredible. I mean, right off the top of my head, Matt Ryan to the Colts. John Watson, Texans, Carson Wentz, Commanders, or did I say Deshaun Watson, Browns, sorry, not Texans, um, Russell Wilson, Broncos, Jimmy Garoppolo, who knows, Trubisky, <laughs> Steelers, um, who am I forgetting, uh, Baker, oh, who knows, yeah, um, <laughs> my goodness, like it's just, 
it's wild it's very wild it's so it's insane um i'm having a hard enough time keeping up with it and i look at tyrod taylor giants oh my gosh did not yeah like you that, that'll about put that, that on the bingo card sorry yeah um oh I, yeah man I, I i have no idea teddy bridgewater dolphins god it's, how long ago was that like that uh, man. <laughs> It's just, oh my goodness, it's been crazy. I do appreciate so. the uh, the Dolphins kind of going all in on just signing um, guys like Raheem Mostert and, and Mike McDaniel just kind of being like, we're going to run this yeah. whole 49er kind of thing back. And Why not? Some of the linemen they've brought in. One one team I, you know that we didn't mention that's not in the uh, – didn't change their quarterback for obvious reasons, that, but I think is still has to be pretty happy with this first week of free agency is the Bengals um, and how they've been able to address their yeah. offensive line, the trade for Alex Kappa. I mean, the fact that – not separately the bucks were able to quickly replace him with Shaq mason and that deal uh, steal for tampa bay in my point of view but um yeah to, to add uh ted Karras, uh they're uh likely to be in the interior of the line and then also to to sign um Lael collins yesterday and the, the, a lot of players uh, really hyped about that one um for for cincinnati so yeah that's a another team though you know i know the quarterbacks and the receivers and some of these skill position guys are going to always dominate uh, these kind of free agency conversations, but um, fixing the offensive line, I think the Jets also getting Lincoln Tomlinson. Uh, it's going to help them quite a bit. But I, I think the Bengals are a team that right now you went into this off season and it was easy to look at. You know, guys like Teron Armstead that looks like he might end up in Miami, but look at him. Uh, look at guys like him and Brandon Scherf and some of these really star players. And like we kind of talked about before free agency for the Bengals, they didn't need to necessarily have stars. They just need to have competency. And I think they've. I've uh, been successful with that. So, uh, man, the AFC. It uh, feels like we talked about the AFC all podcast for the most part. I mean, it's just, uh, let's be honest. I mean, they're the ones making the the blockbuster moves, it seems, right now. So yeah. um, the the balance of power is, yeah, it's it's very interesting right now. So Makes um, me feel good as we'll a Rams see. fan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, everybody's talking about how he has no Devontae Adams anymore. But it's like, it may not matter. I mean, he may... They still have the NFC wrapped up, but no, I mean, obviously there's still a lot of good teams in the NFC and um, yeah, we'll get more to that. I mean, we'll see who, you know, draft coming up to in a month and a lot more to come. So uh, there you go. There are just uh, some thoughts on just a wild week in the NFL, but it never stops. And as I was joking about, can't even give March Madness a week. Like just, just give them a week. The NFL can't do it. No chance. Um, not happening. So, uh, but of course, Dylan got it all covered with clutch points. Uh, everything going on with all this NFL craziness. Like you said, baseball's back now. Um, NCAA tournament down to 16. Just a wild, wild uh, era right now in sports. Yeah, you can follow all of this on clutch points. Yeah, tons of NCAA content. We'll sell our betting previews for all the um, breaking down all these Sweet 16 games. You can find at clutchpoints.com in the NCAA basketball section. There at the top of our homepage, yeah, the NFL section, tons of coverage looking at looking back at this first week of free agency, looking at needs teams still need to address in free agency and possibly in the draft. And then, yeah, we'll start having our draft content probably by next week. We'll really start pumping out more stuff, looking at specific picks and needs and targets and top players at positions and all, all sorts of draft coverage, as we always do. Uh, we'll have that, and you can follow all that also in the NFL section of the Clutch Points app. Follow spring training games, eventually uh, opening day only you know, a little over two weeks away. Um, you can follow those all those games in the Clutch Points app and obviously the NBA as well. Still 
a lot of stuff happening. It's hard to keep up with all of it. Like you mentioned, yeah, just give NCAA Bass, uh, give the, the tournament like a, a week, especially the first week of the tournament when there's just so much happening. And then, of course, now uh, it's already crazy enough that usually NFL free agency is kind of on the same timeline. But now to add MLB, it's just been a... Uh, it's been nuts. So every every few, if you're away from your phone or your computer for a couple hours, it feels like so much art happens in every single time you do that. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so check it all out at Clutch Points, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Stabs Fast. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You're on the Stabs Fast Podcast.